The future of project management is changing fast. On Projectified with PMI, we'll help you stay on top of the trends and see what's really ahead for the profession and your career. For an easy way to stay up to date on Projectified with PMI, go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music or pmi.org slash podcast. Hello, I'm Stephen May and this is Projectified with PMI. I'm here with my co-host Tegan Jones and in this episode we're looking at the global trends shaping the job market for project and program managers. As you might expect, digitization is the driving force behind a lot of the shifts we're seeing in the business landscape right now. Customer experience is king and organizations across sectors are investing in digital projects that will set them apart. But volatility is also a big concern. The pace of change, even in traditionally stable industries, is putting flexibility and clear communication front and center in terms of the skills project managers need to be effective. Still, how these trends shake out can vary a lot by region and sector. Uh, So today we have four guests lined up to discuss the project outlook from where they're sitting. Uh, We've got Bernali Sahu, the PMO head for the America's Division of Flight Center Travel Group, who's based in Montreal, New Jersey, in the U.S. We also have Jens Verken, Executive Director for the Thermal Power Plant, Desalination, Solar, Thermal, and Oil and Gas Division of Fischner Consulting Engineers in Stuttgart, Germany, as well as Edgar Bonilla-Torres, a project manager for Elio Solar based in Bogota, Colombia. And in just a minute, we're going to hear from Alarka Purkayasta. He's an engagement manager for Accenture based in Bengaluru, and he's got some really interesting insights to share about how the career landscape is shifting in India. So according to PMI's Project Management Job Growth and Talent Gap Report, 7 million new project-oriented jobs will be created in India between 2017 and 2027. And a lot of those jobs are going to be in the manufacturing sector. This shift is being driven in part by a government campaign called Make in India that Prime Minister Narendra Modi launched in 2014. The initiative is working to drive economic growth by turning India into a global design and manufacturing hub. So the specific goal of this campaign is to increase the manufacturing sector's share of India's GDP to 25% by 2025. Uh, That would be up from 16% in 2018. And so far, there's been some pretty decent progress. Um, Several major manufacturing companies, such as GE, Siemens, HTC, and Toshiba, have either set up or are in the process of setting up manufacturing plants in the country. And Alarka says this push is also spurring a demand for regional infrastructure projects. Foreign direct investment does not come easily. Whenever an investor would come to India, he would like to say, okay, fine, I'm ready to sink in so much of money, but I would like to be assured that, you know, I'm getting returns out of it. And that is where... The key thing which comes is infrastructure. You cannot expect a foreign player to come in and, you know, spend his significant amount of time in terms of setting up the infrastructure, which might not be his core business. His core business could be manufacturing turbines. But to manufacture turbine, what does he need? He probably needs the best of telecom facilities. He needs best of power facilities. He needs best of roads through which he could drive his raw materials and stuff like that. So, you know, all these things are linked together. Growth in these sectors could translate to a lot of new opportunities for India's project professionals. However, Alarka says more traditional IT services positions will continue to dominate the job market in the near term. But the demand for digitization means project and program managers will have to develop a lot more specialized technology than they've needed in the past. In today's digital world, when we talk microservices, five microservices might be operating in five different technologies. So how do you bring those together and combine into a whole. So that is what you need to know. And obviously, on top of that, you need to know 
your project management, your prioritization, and obviously agile project management. Understand how various digital technologies are intertwined. So basically, how they can combine together to give value. What are the dependencies? Sequencing is also very important. Which are the things which could happen in parallel? So, so you have to understand the dependencies very well. In addition to these technical skills, digitization is driving demand for project managers who understand more about the business landscape and the client's customer base. Everyone is very keen now to add the digital component, which means that everyone is more focused on having a competitive edge in terms of how they can drive better value for customers, better experience for customers, which in turn means that there is a change in technology landscape as well. And especially in this IT services sector, IT product development sector, we are seeing a lot of projects which are coming under cloud, DevOps, artificial intelligence, analytics, and robot process automation, to name a few. These are the key trends which we are seeing. And we are talking about digital being trillion dollar economy in a few years. Consumers are demanding experiences. They're dictating their terms to these service and technology providers in terms of what they need. That is where we see a lot of discussions around design thinking. How do you put yourself in client shoes and how do you experience or imagine their customer journeys? And then how do you relate it back to the services, the technology solutions that you provide? It's also becoming more common for project managers to play the role of business analyst, uh, to actually define the customer journey and decide which experiences will provide the most value along the way. This is project manager who has to take those calls, obviously in discussion with other stakeholders, but project manager's knowledge should not be confined to project plan development or project schedule management only. He or she has to have a good knowledge of business. He or she has to understand the technological dependencies because all these digital experiences that I talked about, the digital technologies that I talked about, would not drive value in isolation. Getting that experience right is all about understanding what the customer values. And that takes a combination of cultural knowledge and targeted market research. You can't come up with these customer journeys in a vacuum. Plus, there's a real cost for getting it wrong. Uh, According to a 2018 report from PwC, one in three global consumers will walk away from a brand they love after just one bad experience. And in Latin America, that figure is even higher. It's one in two. But it's not just about avoiding potential losses. Some of the world's most recognizable brands have made big strides by rethinking the customer experience. Amazon Go is the ultimate grab-and-go shopping experience. Literally grab it off the shelves and go. You use the app to enter the store. Mm -hmm. Once you're in, you can put the phone away. And you shop the rest of the store just like you would any other store, with one key difference. When you're done, you could just walk out. But the next arena for us is really double down and double down uh, exposure on our customer experience. Um, we want you to feel good about flying United Airlines. You know, innovation for me is something that has to be relevant to you, the customer, today. How do we take care of you in the moment? If something isn't to your liking, we can take care of that immediately. We have dramatically stepped up the focus on uh, customer insight, and we are using technology to help inform us of what customers want, what they need, and what they think of Starbucks. That informed our entire holiday plan this year, and we had a fantastic holiday. PwC found that customers are willing to pay a premium of up to 16% for products and services that come with an enjoyable customer experience. And 63% of consumers in the U.S. say they'd share more personal data with a company they had a good experience with. 
And this is an opportunity that Bernali Sahu is hoping to capitalize on in her work for Flight Center Travel Group. As head of the PMO for the Americas Division, which covers the U.S., Canada, and Mexico, Bernali says one of her top priorities is to make sure the brand's digital experience adapts to the shifts the company has seen in how customers prefer to shop. Foster time to market and customer experience is pretty significant from the company with which I work in, especially in terms of travel and redefining travel. Part of that is also understanding what channels they use to book travel and how can we make it more lucrative for them. Other than the cost aspect of it, the experience matters a lot. So the way we get that consumer journey automated and providing them feedback immediately is what is significant. For project managers, it's always important to keep an open mind with respect to understanding new trends. Whenever we have looked for skills in project managers, we have looked for those traits, specifically in the soft skills of making sure, keeping an open mind, being on the driver's seat, and understanding what the consumer wants in addition to the technology knowledge that they have. I think there is no one-size-fits-all approach. I think it's important as soon as we understand that and treat every single project as it being unique and understanding what is the actual business value we are trying to provide, that answers it all. If every project manager can look at a project from the unique needs of the customer, I think that would help them hone their skills to appropriately support them. More importantly, get some bit of project management education. Although many of the people think that project management is something which everyone can do and anyone can do, I think there are certain aspects of project management which still requires, I would say, some amount of education and awareness in the context of the practice itself. So it's an art and a science. I'm glad she brought up education because training and certification is definitely something project professionals should look into if they're hoping for a big salary bump. PMI's most recent project management salary survey found that whether or not an individual had earned their project management professional certification had a real impact on salary. In South Africa, for instance, people with their PMP earned an average of 58% more. And in Ecuador, Colombia, Mexico, and Chile, PMPs make at least 40% more than their peers on average. That type of formal education definitely helps build the skills that project managers need to deliver results in a fast-paced environment, especially when there's a high level of risk and a lot of change involved. And it makes sense to me that certifications would have a lot of value in Latin America right now because there's just a lot of economic growth happening in the region. The World Bank is projecting that regional growth in Latin America and the Caribbean will rise from 0.6% in 2018 to 2.5% by 2021, and that's driven primarily by strong performance in Brazil, Mexico, Colombia, Chile, and Peru. This growth is spurring a flurry of project investment, especially in the energy sector. And in countries that sit near the equator, like Ecuador and Colombia, solar power projects are particularly popular. But Edgar Bonilla-Torres, a project manager for the solar power company Elio Solar in Colombia, says it's important to tread lightly when things are getting off the ground. I'll say that the skill that is required the most is risk management and stakeholder management, mostly because of the effect that these type of projects cause in the communities where the projects are developed. For example, a project that is a solar project that is developed in the Caribbean coast will be developed in an area that is almost a desert and where only native communities are presented. 
it is mandatory for the project manager to know how these type of communities behave and how they will react to the invasion of their environment in all aspects, either in social or in environmental considerations. Today, Colombia gets 70% of its energy from hydropower, but the government wants to change that. To avoid price spikes and power shortages during dry years, Colombia is hosting its first renewable energy auction in February in an attempt to attract international investment. A big part of this auction design involves long-term contracts and how they might emerge from the auction process to provide the revenue necessary for renewable energy projects to take flight while reasonably and fairly allocating risk across generators and customers. In the energy sector in general, project and program managers are being asked to do more in regard to navigating contracts and managing against a business case. We heard something similar from Jens Verken, who is the executive director for the Thermal Power Plant, Desalination, Solar Thermal, and Oil and Gas Division of Fischner Consulting Engineers in Germany. He leads a team of 90 engineers involved in projects around the world, and he says a major force driving change on his team's projects is the push toward privatization. Traditional companies in the energy sector, like big utilities in the past, would have conceptualized or developed projects in a much longer process with in-house staff, developing the projects, defining projects, and then handing them over to the consultants or to the advisors. We now see this happening much quicker. In former times, markets were driven by the big state utilities or, or big regional utilities. And in Europe, but also in, for example, Middle East, where we are quite present, privatization is a big driving force where single power producers would sometimes only own one power plant or part of a power plant rather than a whole portfolio of power plants in a country. And this adds much more flexibility and smaller scale to our projects. Greater flexibility translates to a need for stronger scope and change management skills. Uh, Jens says that if a client changes a project to adjust for market shifts, uh, maybe the introduction of a tariff model, for instance, the project manager needs to understand what that means from a business perspective. I think for us, the challenge is to adapt to, to clients' requirements. Sometimes when, when clients hand over project ideas or concepts to us in a very early stage, then uh, we take part in developing uh, this concept together with them. Sometimes the first idea, we are contracted on that initial plan. And then during pure project execution, during the first phase, we we find out together with the client that actually the project is going into a different direction or the, this whole concept of the, yeah, let's say, power station or whatever we are planning for them goes into a different direction with different scope, much larger or different team sizes required to handle that. And I think for us, the challenge is to track these changes in requirements and to respond to that and to develop this communication channel with the client to address that also in our contract or in our scope discussions. Understanding the, these kind of you know power purchase contracts or delivery contracts, uh, just understanding a little bit of the legal th- side, understanding how the payment mechanisms work. This is a I think a very big step towards becoming a project manager for larger projects because if you have that, these capabilities, then you will automatically be the interface to stakeholders like inside the project or on the same side of the project or with the stakeholders on the other side. 
they all come from an engineering background. So we are, we are all engineers and we love the technology and we know the technology very well. We like to develop and calculate and plan these projects. But what we need to develop with our staff is this active scope management, active requirements management with the clients. It all comes back to making sure that projects deliver value to the organization. Uh, we heard a lot of different perspectives on how to make that happen today, but one big theme our guests kept coming back to was communication. As project and program managers become more flexible and responsive to deal with rapid change in the marketplace, they need to stay focused on those intended benefits and keep in touch with the sponsors and stakeholders that will ultimately be impacted by the project's results. Demonstrating that you know how to deliver those results will go a long way. In addition to communication, leadership, and other soft skills, proven expertise and commitment through certification, industry knowledge, strategic and business acumen, and journey mapping represent a few of the factors that project managers can capitalize on now to take advantage of emerging career opportunities. All right, that's all we have for you today. Hopefully this will give you the information you need to help you make your next big career move. Until next time, thank you for joining us here on Projectified with PMI. Thank you for listening to Projectified with PMI. If you liked this episode, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Google Play Music. We'd love your feedback, so please leave a rating or review.